We welcome you back to day two of Pro Wrestling Moments and we welcome to the show Justin Cager. How are you doing, Justin? And Merry Christmas. This is, of course, Boxing Day. You've got up early on Boxing Day to record this, so thank you very much for doing that. How are you? Oh, that's quite all right. Merry Christmas to everyone. <laughs> Did you have a good Christmas? Oh, it was wonderful. Lovely. Good, good. family. Good. I already know. Um, well, actually, I, of course I know it's Boxing Day. Uh, but uh, even if this was being recorded a month or so early, I've already confirmed with my dear mother that she has in fact got me a Lynx box set for Christmas, even though I've just recently turned 42 and I haven't used Lynx for about 20 <laughs> years. That's so, such a teenage boy smell. <laughs> I know, and I don't know why. And she get my nephew's now 30. She gets him. She gets him it as well. And I'm just like, I don't. I can't. I feel like it, I can't break a heart by saying I don't want this it's anymore. Standard. It's standard Christmas. It's not Christmas without a Lynx box set. No, I know. It's just such Was a. It's just such Africa? a waste. It's always usually Lynx Africa. <laughs> well, she usually gets me two. It's like Lynx Africa standard, and then like Lynx Tiger or whatever new one they've got <laughs> special edition that year. That so just yeah, I don't think that's actually a thing. But yeah, it's just it's just dreadful, really. But we'll move away from Christmas and we'll move on to what we're doing today. So now, obviously, when you're winding down a podcast, what a better thing to do is there to do than start a new show? And yet here we are with episode one of what we're calling Go Home. And what we're doing today is covering the episode of WWF Superstars that aired over the weekend of WrestleMania 5. And for most people, it was the last stop on the journey to the mega powers exploding. So this is way before your 10 years before your time, nine years before your time. Well, uh, <laughs> so I started watching. Yeah, so it would have been. Yeah. So I started watching in 1999. So, yeah, it is 10 yeah. years before I started watching. Obviously, I went back and watched quite a lot of older stuff. No, of course. But this is even, yeah. what, I was, what I was going to go on and say is this is even before my time, this one. So and actually, <laughs> so is WrestleMania 6 in the next one. So, yeah, this, this is, is about. Yeah, this is a, 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 under a year after I was born, basically. <laughs> wow. Yeah. OK, great. So that makes you feel very, very old. <laughs> 
Um, so the show started with the old school, and I have to say, fantastic WWF opening sequence with the old block logo flying over some water, and I guess desert in the background was it? I... Oh, I do, I do love the old graphics. Yeah, I kind of felt wonder like when they sat there doing them, you think, oh, this is so high tech. And then you watch it, but this, oh, I do love old graphics though. I bet, though, that they had to, um, quite a lot on the old Mid-South shows, you get like a video, like a music video. And you think how difficult that would have been to literally cut with reels of old film at the time. But this is it, yeah. It would have been so high tech at the time. And actually, like, a massive talent to be able to do that sort of stuff. Big time. Um, From there, a title sequence to the WWF Superstars of Wrestling with a camera roll showing the various stars of the WWF at the time. And we got Jesse Ventura and Vince McMahon shown on location in Atlantic City. And Ventura said the excitement had got to Vince and he'd lost his shorts at the craps table. Hopefully not literally, um, though we know Vince is not a very nice man when it comes to stuff like that. Uh, Vince said he thought some of Jesse's predictions would be wrong come WrestleMania 5. What did you think of all this? You touched on the titles, but what do you think of them being on location for this? Oh, I do. Yeah, no, I like this sort of... I love the interactions between them and I love how... Um... Jesse's wearing all the merch, isn't he? Yes. He does does that from the beginning of of most of them. He's like got the merch on representing and uh, yeah I do like the prediction conversations and stuff like that as well between yeah I really like I think Jesse Jesse was so good Bobby Heenan brings like a different thing so I think he's just like a pure entertainer whereas Jesse's kind of a little bit more understated I suppose but I do really like Jesse Yeah, yeah yeah I do as well we then cut to the pose down at the Royal Rumble between Rick Rude and the Ultimate Warrior and who would be facing, sorry, they would be facing off at WrestleMania 5 for the Intercontinental title and the pose down led to Rude choking Warrior out with his workout bar. I, I presume, have you got, have you seen this Royal Rumble from 1989? It wasn't a great yeah, event. I would, I would have yeah. watched, yeah, I would yeah. have watched it, yeah. I've, I've watched all the Rumbles before. For some um, reason, Big John Studd won it, which is really weird. I, I don't yes, know why they did right. that. Yes, that's right, he did yeah. it, didn't he? Yeah, that's right. Very strange. Uh, then from there, we got what was supposed to be a face-to-face segment. Uh, Rude was standing in the old television interview location with the long mic doing some flexing when the yes. Warrior came out and ran him and Heenan off and smashed up the stage before he, he left. And then a classic uh, Rude promo in front of the Ravishing Graphic. Rude said it wasn't a super pose down and the crowd wouldn't decide. Rude said he didn't doubt Warrior's strength or power and he knew what sort of man Warrior was, but Warrior didn't know what man sort of man he was. Rude admitted that Warrior was favourite, but in the end, he would be the ultimate Intercontinental Champion. Then to Warrior, he said Rude must be a nervous wreck. Then suggested Rude was wondering how to prepare. Should he jump off a tall building or run or be run over by a load of lawnmowers? Or go to Africa and be trampled by elephants. If you're listening, to hang on, raging elephants. Oh, sorry, raging elephants. elephants. If you're training to be to to either do a professional work fight MMA or a wrestling match, I would suggest jumping off a tall building, being run over by lawnmowers, or trampled by elephants is not great prep. But those are the actual words said by the Ultimate Warrior. But this is Ultimate Warrior, so maybe it works for him. (laughs) And I've got a big theory about that, but we'll talk about that in our WrestleMania 6 episode, so I want to give it all away today. Um, So he said nothing could prepare for the most intense battle he'll have in his life. I thought Rude was really good here, but Warrior was amusing, but not in the but way then, she... but then again always warrior promos do crack me up every single time yeah but time. it's not supposed to is it just, they just crack me up yeah it's um, not it's not supposed to i don't think but yeah what did you no, think of, of these two it's not. no it's meant to no <laughs> No, no, it's, of course it's not yeah intense and stuff but it did make me love i mean run over by normo is 
of course like that's really gonna help isn't it it's not I great did, it, it did make me laugh when um rick rude was doing his pose down and he completely no sold ultimate warriors music yes like, yeah so he just like <laughs> just carried on posing it's like yeah i don't care i'm just gonna pose away anyway well, i think that's so i think it's good sometimes for heels to show a little bit of backbone really so i thought that was yeah, that was not a not, bad thing not yeah react and like no be cocky i guess isn't it yeah absolutely and that is rick rude all over isn't it yeah i thought he was really really good here and yeah. spoiler alert Rude won the title at WrestleMania 5, so in quite a weak finish, if you remember, with Heenan holding Ultimate Warrior's foot. Do you remember that? Oh, yes. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I, oh, I blooming love Heenan, though. Yeah, Heenan was... Bobby was really, really good. Yeah. Um, we got an advert to how, the buy, how to buy the pay-per-view in Kentucky and then cut to an old Saturday night's main event showing the split between the Red Rooster... Um, old Mid-South favourite Terry Taylor and Bobby Heenan. Uh, this was a special feature on the night where Heenan was mic'd up and spent the whole match berating Taylor. Um, at the end, Heenan got in Rooster's face and then Taylor turned babyface by punching poor Bobby in the corner a few times and then slinging him across the ring. Uh, we then got a segment from Primetime with Gorilla sitting with Heenan and the Rooster. Bobby offered his hand to Taylor and said they're, they're through with each other uh, though they're through with each other, he offered an apology. He then cheap shot at him, and the Brooklyn Brawler then attacked Taylor with a chair, destroying some of the prime time set in the process. While Bobby said, Choke him. Uh, we then saw the end of Taylor beating the Brawler on Saturday night's main event. The rooster was doing the little head, head nods. <laughs> and, yeah, I oh, God. oh, I love it. <laughs> He had the middle of his head spray painted red. And then the rooster invited Bobby uh, in, but the Brooklyn Border attacked rooster, and that was it. And WrestleMania 5, believe it or not, was Bobby Heenan versus the Red Rooster, which I have no memory of at all. What did you think of the build up for this one? Oh, it was it was a good bit. Like Bobby Heenan, he's just he turns anything to gold anyway, doesn't mm. he? I mean, he could be up against anyone and he'll turn it to gold. He's just um he's 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 a genius, I think. But um, yeah, no, the head the head bobbing all uh, made me chuckle. I just don't understand. Very you... good impression, can I just say? Uh, Very guess, good bird yeah. impression going on. <laughs> but what's he supposed to be? A male chicken? Is that what a rooster is? Y yes. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. didn't pay a lot of attention in science, I'm afraid. So yeah, I don't. I, uh, I just don't really know. Animals is not my specialist subject, unfortunately. I like cats and also dogs, but yeah, that's about as far as it goes. No, it was a very good impression. I've got to okay, say. good, good. I mean, the, the use of Taylor. I know this this gimmick gets a lot of kind of. Um, jokes about it after i think you saw some of his work in uwf yes. as a heel so why did they i mean i guess the thing is vince probably never saw any of that but surely no, someone... he, no he wouldn't have would... no, no he, he wouldn't, wouldn't have, it's kind what? of like vince it's normal vince beheadedness of like who cares what you did afterwards this is my yeah. idea this is what you're gonna do so but surely someone in that company would have thought taylor's got to be a heel but i don't know if it worked out for he wasn't big enough was he for this this wf at this time i don't think no maybe not no no yeah <laughs> Yeah, not yeah. So a good chicken impression at least. Oh, rooster! Yeah, very I should good. Say. Sorry, very rooster. good bird yeah. impression. I would very say. Very good. Very good. They then <laughs> cut to the Heart <laughs> Foundation versus Rhythm and Blues. Blues, but the voiceover was changed to a local advert for a show at the National Auditorium, wherever that was. And in the video, Honky hit Brett with a guitar before they left with Jimmy Hart. Um, the pace of change from the Rooster stuff to the Hart Foundation uh, mm -hmm. thing was really jarring. But at the same time, it did set up Honky Tonk Man and Greg Valentine versus the Hearts at Mania. Before we it's get very on to... short, though, wasn't it? It was a very short little moment. It I was. Guess... But I guess it kind of worked because that, I mean, that guitar shot was blimmin' ouch. Yes. It was, yeah. And um, it was really well sold by Bret Hart, so... Well, of course, by the best oh. of all, of course, yeah, of <laughs> the course. best selling, yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> wrestler all by time. the absolute best. Um, 
So that was that. So that's the. I think that's the second match we've got. So so far we've had Warrior and Rude, haven't we? I think to start off yeah. with, and then we've got Heart Foundation, Rhythm Blues, and then all in the same segment we get the promotion of a third match. But an interview with Ted DiBiase, he said yeah. there would be nothing in Atlantic City shining more brightly than him. He said Beefcake would be cut off for good, just like the banks on Black Monday. Uh, then to <laughs> Beefcake, he said he wasn't going to be out there for himself. He was going out for all the innocent victims. He said, just look at the beef. He's ready for action. Uh, um, I'll just go on to the next bit because we got a fourth match promotion. The yeah. Rougeos said they'd back. They, it, <laughs> the Rougeos said they'd put the Bushwhackers on a boat. My notes, I've done a really bad job of my notes here. Put well, the whack, Bushwhackers whack, on a boat. Whack. Was it whack? Did he yeah. say whack, whack, whack back to like? Yeah, whack, and they'd have to whack their way back, whatever that means. Yeah. Then we've got a bog standard Bushwhackers. But but there was quite a racist in some ways as well. Oh, if there was, let's stay well clear of it. Because yeah, yes. I know what that was. I must be honest, I watched these these shows probably I've watched there one was, of them by the time I messaged you about like, it. Putting them back on the boat. Oh uh, yeah, so it's a bit bit iffy stuff really in 1979. Yeah. But we've got more of that coming. Uh, in a few days' yes. time with Roddy Piper, haven't we? Yes. So yes, yeah, yeah. 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 Very sensitive promotion back then. Um Basically, the standard Bushwhackers promo that abused my I ears. I love the Bushwhackers. Can I? Just oh, do you? Okay. I'm a massive Bushwhackers fan. Oh my god! I find them so entertaining. Like literally, they really crack me up. They can't. They could just do nothing and just be on screen, and they'd crack me up. Oh my god! My sister got me. My middle sister got me a. So for my 40th birthday, my dear pal Mark is on some of these shows. Got me one of the best gifts I've ever had, which was a Bret Hart cameo. It was absolutely incredible, oh, absolutely phenomenal. Amazing. The same birthday, my sister, uh, my middle sister, got me one, and I can't even remember if it was Butch or Luke. Luke I think it was Luke. Probably, was, I'd imagine Luke. Sorry, Melissa, if you're listening, it was fucking awful. Excuse my French, <laughs> but it was, it was really bad. It was really bad. It was really bad. He went on for about five minutes, just like. Get to the point. I've got other presents to, to to open here. This is this is terrible. So I don't think she'll be listening. But yeah, if she, oh, well, well, I'm really sorry. Out there, I'll be made up with a bush like a cameo. <laughs> can I just say? What is one of them dead now? I think as well. Yeah, I think so. I'm not sure which one. Do you know which one? I'm pretty sure it's Luke who's... Oh, dear. <laughs> no, it's still alive. No, oh, okay, fine. Still... I was going to say no more cameos, if that's the case. they have a gym or something? Or something in Florida? I don't know. Got no uh, idea. They've all got something in Florida, haven't they? Your search in a minute. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Luke's gym in Florida. Um, I thought DiBiase was good here. Everyone else a little bit less so. so. But this was such a kind of attack on the senses because they're just throwing so much at you in, yeah, in such a was, short, short time, aren't they? it was one bit after the other, wasn't it? They there was yeah. like kind of no like um breather in between like with some of them um like you have like the roundups and stuff but this yeah. was literally after one after the other wasn't it it? Re- it really was um stridex presents great wipeouts and we've got some highlights of the blue blazer uh then vince talks about andre being fearless until he came across jake roberts and damien andre was of course scared of snakes and was shown backing away from jake um I know Andre was the heel. Actually, another question. What are your thoughts on snakes? I'm all right with snakes. Yeah. Spiders? Yeah. Spiders, no, that's all right. You can keep those. But see, I have I have an issue with that. So okay. I have no issue with spiders here because they can't do anything. They're weak. They're pathetic. They do have eight legs though. Yeah, but they're the lowest denominator of spider, aren't they? The pathetic ones that can't do anything. Whereas I've- Go on, carry on. Sorry, you go on. They still have eight legs and they're but very So far. what? So what? Uh, I'm sorry. Eight legs is just wrong. <laughs> they're not going to kill you by running fast, are they? But... Oh, don't. I can't even think about running. Oh, no. I just... I'm not, no, spiders could do one. Snakes I'm all right with. 
But so so if you were kind of in a, would you like have a like a, if, if you're like a, if, you know, you see these, but it's awful, really. But you see like people with pythons, you have your photo taken and stuff. Could yeah, you do I'd that? that. Yeah, that. I wouldn't want to do that because I know that python could kill me. Whereas <laughs> a spider, I like a spider in Australia. I went to Australia once and I was freaking out. Um, and I thought, and I, and I made a mistake of letting some of the guys know uh, we we're going for a wedding there. And I was kind of with the kind of, I guess, Bucks group. And I made the mistake of saying that I was a little bit scared of the spiders. And they were kind of making fun of me a bit. But then we were helped setting up the venue. And there was kind of these tape, like a normal table you'd have like at a wedding. And, yeah. and you were carrying them. And they were all checking under the table before they... Oh, my God. And I thought, are they... What what is this? Are they checking? Yeah. Well, no, they were, but I'm not. Are they doing this for my benefit because they're trying to make me scared? Well, it's not a genuine thing. I but would it was say a, that's ge- a genuine. It thing. was a genuine thing, and they checked their shoes because the wedding was in the middle of the kind of uh woods and forests near Melbourne, and they were genuinely checking their shoes before they put the shoes and stuff on as well. Australia. Yeah. Literally, I don't think I could do it. <laughs> but I don't think any of them had said they'd never. I think they'd experienced a couple of spiders like out and about and stuff, but nothing that ever happened. So I think you just get used to it. I think if you're if you grow up with it and it's kind of you know what to do, yeah. I think it's a bit different, isn't it? But, but they still have eight legs, and that's just not right. So not you're not tempted with elimination chamber in Perth then in a few weeks time. No, no, that's that's quite a journey, isn't it? Yeah, I think that would be a very expensive one to uh I'm I I um I just I just need to, I really want to go to WrestleMania, but I just don't think there's any chance of doing it. And I really, oh, really want to go. The amount of people I know who I know, are actually yeah. looking into it now. I mean I can I can't afford it, unfortunately. So I'll be watching from the comfort of a sofa yeah, at home. But, um, I think did so, but um But yeah. even like, even we're going off I know we're going on a tangent here, but so even I... Royal Rumble, like literally I could see that being massive. that's Tampa, isn't it? That's Tampa. That would be such a good one because it'd be really nice and warm. Whereas Philadelphia in April won't be all that pleasant. I wouldn't have thought. Oh no, so, that would be cold. I reckon. No, and there's no roof there either. So actually, if you're even if you, even if you're in the stands, I believe that you're completely uncovered. So if you get a night of rain, you're in you're in pretty dire dire shape there. But we can hope for a lottery win before then. So yeah, um, if it's yeah, a lottery fingers, win, I'm there. Fingers I'm crossed. There. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Uh, where were we? Um, Andre so the I'm, Giant. Andre the he Giant was, Snake. He was yeah. unconscious with shock. Yeah, yeah. And I, I know he was the heel, but I didn't really like him being scared. And I also thought it was kind of a dick move from Roberts taunting him. And then the stuff with the snake here was awful. Like Roberts basically mm-hmm. threw it at him. Yeah, um, literally it, the way he manhandled that snake yeah. and literally and and it was over and over as well, wasn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. Up and putting it on him and stuff. I just don't get. That's I know that. I know that. The snake, isn't it? Yeah, I. I. No, we've I seen know. it before that it just doesn't go so well with the snakes. No, and I just think how I know that you know you used to get animals and circuses, and I'm a hypocrite. I'm I'm not a vegan or anything. I eat meat, but I do. I can't. Even things like, and I know judgment people that watch it. I can't watch things like I'm a celebrity because the stuff yeah, of the I knew animals. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I like no. And I I had this conversation with my sister who is a vegetarian and who also sent me the awful Bushwhackers cameo. <laughs> and she's like, "You're an idiot. You're a total, total hypocrite. Those animals are probably better looked after than the chicken you had for dinner." I'm like, "Okay, fine, blah blah blah." But they, everyone's got kind of red lines, and I I I can't understand that even what is this, 33 years ago, anyone thought that throwing a snake at someone was acceptable and that you put that on kids' television. terrible. Yeah, on kids' TV. It was constant though, wasn't it? That's literally with with Jake Jake Roberts' um, gimmick. It was just constant that, that, and also kept in a bag all the time. That that thing was probably getting on planes, wasn't it? That was really quite bad, the way that it was thrown at Andre. 
Yeah, not not good at all. Um, back to this feud, we got a shot of Jake eliminating Andre from the Royal Rumble via snake attack and then the challenge for WrestleMania 5. Andre told him it would be the last time he put the snake in the ring uh, and then we got some more animal abuse with, with Jake going after him again with the snake. Um, these followed the same format with a recap, a promo from each man and also included special guest Special guest referee, Big John Studd. Yeah, um, what's that all about? I don't know. I don't know. But I, th- I guess Studd was being pushed because Studd and Andre had a feud earlier in, what, 86? WrestleMania 2, I think those two. Um, no, is that right? WrestleMania 1, those two those two were. So 85. Um, Robert's promo, I thought, was classic him. He said he knew no one wanted to lose them, this match in front of the whole world. He said Andre had been a legend for years, and the only way yeah. to become a legend was to take one out. Oh, Brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, Jake's promos are some of the best promos when you watch back on them. But that line, just so perfect. Yeah, yeah. So perfect. He was really good. Heenan with Andre said he'd had it up to here with Snakes and he was going to turn Andre loose. Andre said he'd been wrestling for quite a while and he'd never lost the match, which I thought was funny. He said he'd win, but wasn't sure how. Um, Stud added yes! he'd, be, he'd be watching both of them. Andre was good. I, I'm sorry, Roberts was good as you said. Andre was really funny here, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't hear what he was saying at some points, though. Yeah. Like, but um, yeah, I don't know how, but. <laughs> He was just good, wasn't he? I think. I thought that, um, Big John Studd's promo was a bit funny as well because it's like, uh, you know, you better watch out. You better watch out. But if you're a why, why? Yeah, what are you, you going to do about it? You? Yeah. Well, you did DQ <laughs> me. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I, again, so far, and I don't I have, I wish I'd written the time down the show, but I don't think we're all that far into this and there's no, all that stuff. Was, yeah. yeah there maybe was 20. Quite a lot more. 15 minutes or 20 minutes, I'd say, at this point. Yeah, all all recap so far. Nothing, no wrestling matches. Um, We then got a recap of the main event uh, with what happened to Elizabeth and the Mega Power Split. Now, there is a full review... (laughs) Easy for me to say. There is a full review of this show in our archive. Um, So I'd encourage everyone to check out uh, that if you want a blow-by-blow rundown of what was a hugely successful night on NBC for the World Wrestling Federation back in early 89. Uh, this was nearly 10 minutes of this recap of the yeah. kind of the turn um, before some new promos. First, Hogan, who said, thank God this Sunday afternoon is finally here as he couldn't take any more. He said he tried to explain any time he was asked, but his stomach started to twist and he was strangling himself. He was so torn apart. He said the Hulkamaniac sticking by him was a euphoric feeling and then some, said some weird stuff about that feeling creeping up his body. From, yeah, from his toes. Yeah, that's Whoa, it. Gross. He said, <laughs> we didn't want to see the little Hulkamaniac in this. Uh, he said uh, Hulkamania would be reborn and that at the end, only one of them would survive. He said he couldn't help but wonder what support Randy had had over the last few weeks, which is a bit weird. And the truth would let Hulkamania survive. Um, Savage then came in and said, Hogan doesn't, or a separate promo, I should say, not this wasn't yeah. to him. Savage said, Hogan doesn't know anything about him or where he's coming from. No one man could make it to the top of the mountain all by himself. No pukesters helping him to, to the left or right. Didn't need him then, doesn't need him now, nor Elizabeth. He was champion all by himself. He added he knew what made Hogan tick. And when he beats him with a big old by one, two, three, he would tell him and all the pukesters one more time, Hulkamania is dead. I thought Savage Intensity was absolutely fantastic up against yeah. what was a real and cartoon the the program. program. Like, yeah. When he said that Hulkamania is dead, that was like, it was so well done. It really was. And I, I do wonder, I, I think if this was now... I think they'd have Savage retain. What do you, what do you think? Oh, definitely. And extend it. Yeah. Absolutely, definitely. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, from... And also you just extend the feud, wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I would. Yeah, Macho should have retained in that. In from that promo was brilliant though. That in line yeah. when he said, and like you say, the intensity of it when he says Hulkamania is dead, brilliant, absolutely. Yeah, brilliant. Then it again, really was. You know, Macho Man is another one who is just so good at promos. Yeah, he really, he really was. Um, just, just so, so good. Shows back though, and it is promo after promo after promo. It really does highlight the ones that aren't so good. Yeah, <laughs> the ones that are brilliant. Definitely, without a doubt. I, I think it's interesting because I've, I've read. I can't remember if it's Dave Meltz that talks about this this show around how much he thought Savage should have retained because I don't think Savage was ever. In terms of Savage and Hogan, it was never quite as hot as it was at this point. But I think, mm-hmm. as you say, in in a, in a world of twelve pay per views, I think they wouldn't necessarily go back to this the next month. But I do think you find some way to get out of this main event with Savage somehow pinning Hogan. I don't think you could have done a DQ. Yeah. I think it's got to be a pinfall. Whether that be crikey, you could have had Zeus debut and and uh, cost Hogan the match, and that built to no Hobbs bar. That's probably yeah, some it. Sort of he'll finish anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably the answer, actually, as bad as Zeus was, but he wouldn't have had to do much. And I think that's how you get. And then you set up a match for maybe SummerSlam or Survivor Series, but that's yeah, just not how the promotion be. worked back then. Um, we then had Gene Oakland with the WrestleMania 5 report, and he ran down how to order the show on pay-per-view or closed circuit on a giant on, on giant screen TV. Um, promotion for a match we hadn't heard yet. Bad News Brown versus what he called Hacksaw Jim Dummy, which I enjoyed. Dummy. Yeah, that yeah. made me giggle. Very good. Uh, really good stuff. A couple of short promos here from these two. And Duggan said he wasn't a punk kid at the convenience store, which was weird. Then another match, <laughs> the Rockers versus the Twin Towers. Little promo from Slick who said he wasn't going to... He was go- little promo from Slick who said he was going to talk slow because they can't think fast. Michaels and Janetti were shown and Sean had such a good mal- mullet pair with a hairband here yeah um then more what is akeem doing <laughs> oh, i can't remember so oh, yeah, was, it, yeah. Was, you know like you know when you like old old video games and you choose your avatar or whatever and yeah. they're like bouncing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he literally is doing that all the way through <laughs> Very nice. and i couldn't take my eyes off of him <laughs> <laughs> Excellent stuff. Having a little boogie on down while Slick was yeah, kind of promos. Was, was. Uh, then we got the re- reunited Strike Force versus Arn and Tully. Again, little promos for both again. Ar- Anderson and Tully were good. Um, Tito didn't really make a lot of sense, and they both said Strike Force in unison, which was great. Um, Gene said, Entertainment, hold on to your hats. One of my favorites, Run DMC with a WrestleMania rap. And then we got a promo from Run DMC. I thought they were brilliant. <laughs> Oh, God, well, no, fair enough. I mean, he, he no, won. It was a good promo. Proper hyped up WrestleMania, I've got to say. I mean, what, I, mean I can't even remember it, what they said now. But have you got anything on what they... It was what... a real hype up of WrestleMania okay. 5. It was like, yeah, it was like... And also it was um, bigging up the main event and stuff as well, which was really good. It did make me laugh, though, when it went back to BG. It was like, they're one of my favourites. Yeah, I bet he's never listened to a run <laughs> Did DMC. you know who they were before Yeah, now? exactly. <laughs> Absolutely not. I think they... Did they talk about if the main event was for the title, Prestige or Elizabeth? Uh, the pa- yeah. yeah, something and along those lines. Yeah, they talked about they talked about Donald Trump as well in this. Oh, Donald- well, Donald Trump seems to be mentioned all the way through this show. Yeah, because it was his. It was at his place, wasn't it? I yeah. suppose. So yeah, I mean, who who it was just thought- real random? It's like oh, mentioned Trump a few times. Yeah, it he probably really here and there. He probably asked for those mentions as part of the the buying yes. of the two WrestleManias. Uh, back to Gene, he said WF Ladies Champion Rockin' Robin would kick off the show with America the Beautiful. Always attractive, always talented, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 
Why? Why? Oh, always attractive. Always attractive. Yeah, she says. <laughs> Some days she turns up and she's like, "Yeah, I don't know why." Why is he saying that? There's a very 1989 <laughs> comment there. What are you pushing? He said, "Oh, yeah." So she's pretty good five days out of seven. Those other two days, very iffy. Uh, Roddy Piper would be there for Piper's pit, and he sent a telegram in for his That's guest, it. Morton Downey Jr. He got a promo as well and told Roddy to kiss his butt. Then Brother Love, who said he'd only be kissing the roses. This is 200 miles an hour of a barrage of information in your face, whether you want it or not. Um, Aside from the Megapass recap, which was drawn out, there's just so much stuff. There's just one after the other, isn't it? Literally, it's like hitting you from one side to the other all the way through. It really was. My note here is um, Brother Love annoys the hell out of me. Oh, really? (laughs) I can't stand him. <laughs> is that, is that... purpose? I mean, that's what his job is. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like, it literally works. But, yeah, I really get so irritated watching anything with him on it. <laughs> I was going to say, is that the character him or is that the, yeah. the man plan? It's the character, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's the yeah. character, definitely. He does yeah. his job. Yeah, he does. I remember, I remember, I mean, that that's the thing. Back in the day, you'd get on WF Superstars, you'd get a really long Brother Love segment. And it was a bit great, especially if it was a heel on it. It's like, I just want to see like the Rockers come out and squash someone in like five minutes, yeah. basically. So yeah, it was always, but it, it, did, it, it did its job. And you can't really argue with the results they got around this time. Um, we next got a recap of the Survivor Series tag match and double turn involving Demolition of Powers of Pain, which was excellent with Fuji costing Smash the match and then getting into it with Axe and then ended up being slammed on the outside. Um, after yeah. that happened, the Warlord and Barbarian helped Fuji up. As Jesse said, there was more to meet the eye here. Uh, we then got a clip of the Powers versus Demolition match with Warlord and Barbarian actually hitting a Doomsday device on Axe yeah. here to ramp up the gimmick infringement to humongous levels. Um, Axe beat up the bad guys with Fuji's cane until Fuji got in there with salt and Axe was blinded and then the Powers beat the two down. Um I got a promo of Demolition next. Um, some questionable comments about Fuji from Axe. Smash yes. called him Fuji the Stooge. I don't remember what those were. Again, probably need to stay clear. Uh, ahead of what was a two-on-three <laughs> match. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's stay clear. Uh, ahead of what was a two-on-three match, including Fuji on the Powers team. Uh, the Fuji act has not aged well, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure well, what Axe... You can say that about a lot, a lot of yeah. gimmicks around this time, let's be honest. You really could. I don't know what accent Barbarian was trying to do either, I'm pretty sure that wasn't acceptable either. Um, no. War- no. Warlord said they'd made Fuji a promise they would make the tag team title, they would take the tag team titles and beat Demolition all in one day. And surely that's the same thing, I thought. Um, something yeah. to, to know, this pay-per-view was a 3 p.m. US start time. So if that had been live in the UK, it had been 8 o'clock on a Sunday night. Wow, how bit nice nuts, that isn't it? been. Yeah, but this one wasn't shown live. WrestleMania 6 was live the following year at 9, 9 o'clock start. But again, that was a little bit before I was watching. Um, what did you think of the Demolition and Powers of Pain build here? Well, it was a good build, wasn't it? Hmm. <laughs> I thought so. Again, I don't I remember that match at all. It's a strange thing to end the show on, though. Yeah, it's that was match. like you would think the build would be to the main event, and you have the main event as your like last. Yeah, but but this this was the last match that they actually built up on the show. I thought it was a bit of a strange choice, really. Yeah, I guess they started with the they did it with the belts, didn't they? So they did IC title first, the mm-hmm. the main event in the world championship in the middle, and then they closed with the tag team title. I suppose. So, well, I guess maybe there was some thinking to that in terms of yeah, the, possibly the three I guess biggest. So. Biggest kind of matches. Um, we got a promotion for the WrestleMania handheld and t- Nintendo. I've written Hame, but game is what I meant. Um, plus free bowling vouchers from Hungry Man and Shield Shower Soap. 
uh, before Jesse and Vince signed off, having done about two minutes of airtime. So whatever they got paid for this show, they did not deserve it. Um, Jesse predicted that Savage would win the main event as he was fighting for Elizabeth. He predicted rude for the Intercontinental title, so he had a crystal ball right for that one, and that Powers of Pain would win the tag team title and Andre would beat Roberts. Um, it's a bit of a theme there, all heel victories, according to him. Yeah, um, well- yeah, I mean, this show just kind of was what it was. It was just literally smashing you in the face yes. over and over and over about WrestleMania with the speed of light. And I think if you had been, if, if someone had been tuning into this for like a normal show for wrestling, I think you'd been really disappointed. But as a promotional tool, I can't really knock it. And if, if you're someone that dipped in and out, I think if it you watch it, I mean, it's fight, wouldn't you? Boxes, didn't it? And that's what I yeah. guess what that, it is. I mean, I, I, I am quite jealous that these sorts of things happened before a WrestleMania, to be honest, because it would be yeah. nice to have like a little recap show, something like this before a WrestleMania. I mean, WWE are brilliant at their video packages. Yeah. It's one of the best things they do. Um, But actually, one of these shows of just the recap of little bits and pieces and talks and promos and stuff like that is actually a really good idea. Yeah, I completely agree. Did you ever watch any of the... And this is... I haven't watched one for a long time. It might... Maybe pandemic or just shortly after pandemic. The AEW countdown shows before their pay-per-views. No. They're very... Did you ever watch? I don't know if you're ever into boxing or or, or UFC, but no, no, no hard no. <laughs> you um, lost me. <laughs> sorry, so I'm trying to. So they're basically like um, they're almost like a documentary style. So yeah. Voiceover guy, and then you, uh, if it's a UFC one, probably a bit about to explain. You'd see like the guy in training camp. You'd see running down the road, and then you'd see like a bit of an interview, and it was all very kind of seriously done. Yeah, like um, yeah, like a build, a proper build. Yeah, exactly. And the AEW stuff was that, but interspersed with some of the stuff that had happened. I think there's, I think there's definitely. I think the problem such a good is presentation. that WWE would, would, wouldn't do a show on it. What they'd do is social media or something yeah. like that. And where, that's where it gets lost. Or it'd be one of their like talk shows or something like that, where, again, I think it would be lost. Yeah, um, I, I know what you mean. I, I felt yeah, like... I quite like the idea of having something like this just before. And like I said, WWE are brilliant at their video packages, but actually having a a build-up show like this, just to explain the build-up and little bits in between and showing a bit of matches and stuff, I think is a really cool idea. Yeah, I've thought for a long time that there would be some value in doing some of that on Raw. And I I just don't, I can't Mm. quite get my head around how the logistics would be. But you've got... I don't know what you've got in terms. You've probably got just over two hours, probably two hours and ten minutes of actual television time on Monday nights. Yeah. Now, if you cut the breaks yeah. out, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think this you could do half an hour of something different in that, and it wouldn't well, necessarily have to be half between, an hour one go. Just in between, exactly, intersperse it in. Yeah. I mean, it's probably slightly challenging for the people in the audience, but actually, if you wanted to, you could do have a dark match for ten dark minutes. match whilst that's being exactly. shown. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's the answer. And I think that's the way you could do a, I mean, I, I, again, I haven't watched a lot of WWE regularly for, for a long time now, but you could do a, why don't you do a piece? I mean, Cody Rhodes doesn't need it, but you could do a, let's do a thing on Cody Rhodes. A week, a, a, yeah. a week in the life of Cody Rhodes. And you, you see him at the gym, a few promos, see him at home with Brandy and his kid. You know that and you, sort of thing worked in the past, didn't it? Because they 100%. did that sort of thing for like, well, they, I know Brock Lesnar's coming to mind. And like their training in between, like before a match. Yeah, yeah, they definitely that, had that yeah. with him, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. 
So I think anything that can make that, I mean, I must be honest, we're, okay, we're going to date ourselves here in terms of when we were recording this. We're recording this a couple of days after Punk's return. So Punk will probably be fired by the time. He's probably punched Triple H or something. It's all over. I'm <laughs> so crying really about it. I'm yeah. crying myself to sleep. Uh, Joe, what? I don't know if you saw my tweet. I got an email about the new Punk t-shirt and I bought it within four minutes. Of I getting saw. Email. I did <laughs> see that. And, I'm, and I can see your I can see your hoodie on today. I know. I need to. I need You're to, representing I need to, Punk today. I know. I need to draw out the AEW bit on this uh, on this hoodie, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. I did used to have a uh, a punk uh, hoodie back in the day from WWE, but it's probably fair to say that I am nowhere near but out of fit in that anymore because it was a, te- a ten year old. Uh, I think I still, hoodie. I still got my old punk t shirt and stuff. Oh really? I, yeah. I like the new one. Yeah. Yeah, the new one is good. It's Goodbye. on its way. But I, I, I'll, oh yeah, I was talking about that. I was going to talk about the 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 raw. So I reckon I probably watched about 40 minutes of Raw. And I thought that 40 minutes was pretty good. But the rest of it, I wouldn't have any interest in watching. So... I, I'll be honest, I'd literally just skip to what I wanted to watch. Just watch Punk. Yeah. You, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm a bit behind on watching weekly shows at the yeah. moment. But, um, yeah, I'll probably... I'll get back into it and then lead up to Raw Rumble and... Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I think the way to do it with WWE is just to watch the promos. Because I, I, the, the, the... I mean, you can... The rest of them, there might be a match on Raw or SmackDown. Um, yeah, some of it, uh, this is the thing. This is what really bugs me about watching weekly shows now is because the wrestling just isn't that. It, like, it's just so lackluster. Yeah. And it's literally, it's just, um, there's no thought in it. There's no there's no meaning to it a lot of the time. And yeah, so it, it does bug me that the wrestling just isn't there when it's weekly shows. But to, to, WWE sometimes even has that for the pay-per-views yeah and that's true as well like, i can't like i will watch i will i will watch royal rumble and the elimination chamber and, and wrestlemania but i can't i'm there's two if you want to watch good wrestling there's loads of good wrestling that you can find really yeah, exactly. easily exactly. there's like there's epic amounts of incredible wrestling whether it's actual current week to, you know it, for all of AEW's faults if you're like right i've got 45 minutes spare i've heard about Brian Danielson versus someone on Dynamite yeah. 20 minutes. You just go and watch that. You don't need you to sit through. That wrestling. If you yeah. really want wrestling, you go, exactly. yeah, you go, you pinpoint those those matches that you yeah. know are going to be good. Yeah. Or you find a Will Ospreay match from New Japan recently or whatever. Yeah. You don't you don't need WWE for that. But I think the thing that I liked about Raw was the Randy Orton stuff, um, the Cody segment as well. I think their interviews are much better than AEW's now. Even even in that perhaps supposedly more controlled scripted sort of environment i just think, I think it's... it's getting a bit looser like i do think yeah I, I agree it depends on who the person is and if they can actually earn that i think it's such a shame with wwe that they have um they've mollycoddled i don't know if that's the right word but they've actually grown their own stars in the fact yeah. that those stars can't think for themselves yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then yeah. and i think that's what that i think that's such a loss really that you know your nxt stars they've just been taught this is how you do it and you can't whereas you've yeah. got cody and you've got randy who have been around for years been before all the restrictions and stuff you've got a punk who actually know how to pull a promo without yeah. having someone tell them how to yeah and, yeah I, and I think agree. that's where you see the good the good stuff <laughs> the, the nxt way and it's i, I remember uh, what well, i had to watch wrestlemania 35 again recently which wasn't a very nice experience but oh, seth God. rollins gives yeah seth rollins came out and he did like a i feel like the nxt way is like the camera's there so when you walk out you look at this camera do something a bit zany to show a bit of personality pretend you've got some pyro look at that over there then the hard camera's there and you must do all moves to that hard camera all the time and it's just yeah deadly. and it's yeah. step by step isn't it yeah yeah literally and there's no looseness or in um 
uh, spontaneity yeah. to, to anything because they are literally this is how you do it and there's no, nothing around it whereas you get the likes of people who have wrestled maybe outside of WWE or yeah. have, before the restrictions come in and you can see there's much more flow and spontaneity and definitely thought process I the guess. only thing I would say I do think um, on WWE sometimes the announcers fall back into old bad habits but I do think they sound more human be more like human beings than they did in the Vince world but I think the other side of the coin is AEW and there's no control there's not enough control and that's it things- and that's it isn't yeah. it it yeah. literally has to be in a middle ground and that, you're right AEW is kind of like oh for god's sake okay like rein it in a little bit and yeah. think about everything else around well, you and not just what you want to get out of it 100% this way for, for example and this is a lot of the punk stuff is just back down to bad leadership because because people blame punk for well punk said this person couldn't be on the show and punk said that person on the show and I, i'm a tweeted someone the other day it's like you do realize punk wasn't in charge so if, no, I, if no. i said to my boss well actually i want you to pay me five million pounds a year and i only want to work every other and Wednesday. i don't want that person and i don't want and that i don't person. yeah i don't want any of these people yeah and i want you to pay for you to go to wrestlemania every year they'd probably say if you lost your mind <laughs> um please leave and that's the point Punk wasn't in charge, but this, this week alone, and we will we will end this shortly because we're right off on a tangent. We're dating ourselves. Finally, tangent. Yeah, it's yeah. all right. It's all right. Um, but this week on social media, I can't remember what MJF posted. But it was something like, "I hear, I hear it all. I read it all. We're going to get the feeling back or something." And it's like basically that is, I hear all the criticism. I know the product's terrible, but we're going to get it back. <laughs> Britt Baker today, yeah. Britt Baker today was like. So and so, so much promo time on Dyn- so much promo time on Dynamite last night. So and so, promo promo time on like, Britt Baker promo time on Dynamite in 2023. Zero. And I'm like, okay, that's a valid point. That's a valid point, Britt. <laughs> but that just makes the company look so bad. I know, I know, I know. It's just, it's just that is not. It just makes and, and they can say, oh well, it's for a storyline. Is she going to come up on TV and like be disillusioned? Okay, but don't do that. You don't need to do the Twitter. Just do it on the TV. That just makes people think that's another disillusioned person because Tony Khan's an idiot. And what they've got, I was listening to a podcast earlier on, which is very good. The guys at Grapple and they were talking about how WWE has turned babyface. So WWE, is, do you know what? That is yeah. such a good statement. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So WWE is now the babyface promotion, and AEW is the one that everyone takes the mick out of because yeah. he's lost the plot. And, that, and that's the yeah, thing. It and is, that, it's it is, sad. It's just like kids in the playground, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, just to close it off, I found myself really... High- Will Ospreay has been one of my favourite wrestlers for since I saw him at 21 in York Hall. You may have even been at that show. It was it was the one where he did a try to a double revolution moonsault and missed, which I've never oh, seen him yeah. try since. Do you remember that? Yes, yeah. I do remember that, yeah. yeah. So, and I, I've, I've really liked him ever since through his various ups and downs. And I was finding myself, I wanted to sign with WWE. I feel, I feel like Triple H is going to like look after him much better than Tony Khan was. And now he's in AEW and he's committed. But I do think in three years' time, he's out that He's going to, I think he's good enough to be able to get through the creative storm that's coming his way. But I just don't trust anyone. I don't trust anyone under Ch- Tony Khan's no. tutelage at all now. So, yeah, it's just... Well, um, because it's not really tutelage, is it? Well, it's not, it's not, it's not at all. Right, that is it. We're going to get off that tangent. Uh, We'll be back in a few days' time with WrestleMania 6. Stay tuned to our social media for the next uh, day of Pro Wrestling Moments. Thank you, Justine, and we shall speak to you again very soon. At Christmas time, we let in light and we banish shade. Oh
not the same as the Great Famine of 1984, not yet. It'll be two, maybe three months before this hunger and malnutrition turns to mass starvation. But this time, the lifeline to the outside world is too fragile to save them, and time is running out.